Hi, this is Kaz Garner, and you're listening to the Solo Nerdboard Podcast. And today I want to discuss uh, High Fidelity, the Hulu series that just premiered on, obviously, the streaming service Hulu. Um, it premiered on Valentine's Day of 2020. Um, it was a book that was made into a movie in 2000 starring John Cusack. And then they just rebooted it with a gender swap with uh, Zoe Kravitz. So I want to just give a um, brief synopsis of the original movie, starring again starring John Cusack in 2000. Uh, it's about Rob Gordon. He's a music-loving man with a poor understanding of women. After being dumped by his longtime girlfriend Laura, he tries to understand how he failed in his relationships by seeking out his old partners. By day, he works at a record store, Championship Vinyl, where customers drift through. He and his employees, Dick and Barry, are with an encyclopedic knowledge of all things musical, compile top five lists of every conceivable occasion, openly mocking the taste of their customers and selling a few records. Two shoplifting skateboarding teenagers, Vince and Justin, are an annoyance to them until Rob listens to a recording that they made as the um, their band name is called the Kinky Wizards. He offers him a record deal, the first under his own label, Top 5 Records. During his off hours, he pines for Laura and tries to win her back. Laura's father, who liked Rob, dies. Uh, Rob attends his funeral with Laura. Shortly after the reception, Rob realizes he has always had one foot out of the door and never committed to her. And in doing so, neglected his own future. They resume living together. Uh, he meets a music columnist and develops a crush on her, but wonders while making a mixtape for her if he would always be jumping from rock to rock. Rob tells Laura that other men and women are just fantasies. Laura is a reality, and he never tires of her. He proposes marriage. She thanks him for asking. Uh, she arranges for him to revisit his former love of DJing, at the celebration of the newly released single by Vince and Justin with that's um with the Kinky Wizards, uh Barry's band, Sonic Death Monkey, they play um Let's Get It On, and Rob is surprised that Barry's band is not actually that bad. Uh Rob makes a mixtape for Laura and he feels he's finally learned how to make her happy. So that was just a Synopsis, a general synopsis of the movie adaptation from the original book by, what was the book by? It was, the original book is by Nick Hornby. Yeah, so, and I got that from Wikipedia. I vaguely remember the movie and I never knew the book existed, so all my opinions are solely based on this series alone. What initially made me interested in watching this show was Zoe Kravitz. Like, I love Zoe Kravitz. Uh, the fact that it's a gender swap of the cult classic, and it's on Hulu. It's a streaming service that, you know, I've grown fond of lately by watching a bunch of other original shows they have. And it's just easily accessible to me. After my last review of another Hulu show, Dollface, I couldn't help but compare the two. Uh, one is very L.A., while this show is very uh, New York City. The culture, atmosphere, and lifestyles are vastly different, at least from what they show through the media. 
um, the types of people you run into and hang around with, the attitude of the characters and the mood of the show are nearly polar opposites, kind of like uh, DC and Marvel. Um, it, one is really gritty and low-key, while the other is colorful and loud. And it's like, you know how you don't know anything different until you witness a difference for yourself? Uh, the main difference was the friends, in my opinion. Uh, Rob's friends were way different than Jules' friends. And just FYI, Jules is Kat Dennings' uh, character from Dollface. The review is up, so you can go ahead and check that out as well. You can you can stop here and go check that one out and then come back just so you can get an idea of what in the world I'm talking about. Another difference is that Jules' friends are aiding her with moving on with her life after a long-term relationship and reconnecting with her old girlfriends, whereas this show was about people's necessity for closure. I mean, that's what I got from this. Um, this show is just is just brutally honest. Um, it's really awkward at times, which I think is a part of the honesty. Is not like cookie cutter anyway. Which, when I was doing more research about it in the pre-production of this reboot, they were actually going to premiere it on Disney Plus and make it really more PG-13, but as they started getting more and more into pre-production and then shooting the show, they were like, there's no way we're going to be able to do this PG-13 and keep it as honest and as awkward as it was with the book in the original film. So we're going to have to move this to somewhere else, and then Hulu ended up picking up. Luckily, thankfully, I should say, Hulu was the one that uh, really picked it up. So... As I was saying, that the show is brutally honest. Um, Rob overthinks a lot about the people she was once with and the situations um, she's in. Many people, including me, you know, you know, have anxieties when we're in similar situations. But Rob is honest with what she feels when it matters. Um, Mac, who's um, it was the last person she was with. And it's part of the uh, top five loves. And like I said, in the book and in the original movie, they compiled a lot of like um, pop culture and just random top five lists. So it begins with Rob making a top five list of uh, top five loves. And I believe it's actually top five heartbreaks. So like I said, she um, is honest when it matters. Um, and when it mattered, she didn't ask... What, what went wrong like she did with her other four exes. Uh, she kind of choked and asked the real questions like what she was really feeling and what she really wanted to know. Like she didn't like put on a front about what it is that she really wanted to know about like what went wrong and like how she could fix it or if this is really what he wanted with his new relationship when he kind of like re-entered back into Rob's life. So then we can uh move on to Simon who is um it's not um what were their names? It's not Dick and Barry, it's Simon and Sharice. So Simon like in the in the latter episodes of the series the perspective changes from Rob to Simon. It shows that um you have to be careful when you're young and dating and going through your own, uh, I guess, quote unquote, uh, crisis, like quarter life crisis, um, you get so caught up in your own feelings and problems, you forget the people around you have their own lives as well. 
What I enjoyed about Simon's top five heartbreaks was not only was it with the same guy, but his closure came from his ex's pattern of behavior and how Simon finally learned from it that allowed him to move on with his life. Uh, Simon was happy with his life with or without his ex, but whatever reason, for I should say, for whatever reason, his ex um, didn't think the same. Like, he thought in order for him to be happy, his ex thought in order for Simon to be happy, he should quit his lame job at the record store and go back to school. He told him this outright when he asked Simon to move in with him, and after he finally told him that he loved him, like, after he finally, like, he, he just kind of, like, I don't want to, I don't want to say too much, but he, like, he finally told Simon that he loved him after Simon had already said it. But it wasn't until he felt Simon was finally up to par with him as far as, um, like, he was on his level. Like, he's finally on his level. Or, like, I, he finally achieved what he wanted to achieve. And now he wanted Simon to meet him. But it's like, you know, Simon felt... Simon was happy with his life. You know, before his ex finally got where he wanted, he was happy with him too. So it was like, it, it, Simon was never good enough. But anyway, Simon finally got the hint and ended things for good with that jerk. Okay, and then we move on to... Charisse. Okay, so like, like I said in the beginning, what made me interested in this show was Zoe Kravitz playing uh, the gender swap of Rob. Well, Charisse is what kept me. Charisse, I felt like really, 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 really made this show. Like, she was freaking hilarious. Um, she's supposed to be the one that plays um, Barry Jack Black's character. Like, she, she really, she really did that. She really, really did. Uh, Anyway, in this series, uh, Sharice has been very mysterious about her life outside the shop. She claims to have music of her own in the works, but has nothing to show for it. And every time either Simon or Rob requests to hear her stuff, Sharice shies away from revealing her music. She tries to bring others on board as far as a band and management, but she continues to get shut down. I believe it's from... The way she looks both racially and physically, like she's black and she's like, I guess you can be considered a plus life. Like she has busts, she has hips, you know, a fuller stomach, what have you. She's very loud and unapologetic about, you know, who she is and what she does. Um, you know, very confident in herself, her music. She's a great friend to have. But it seems no one, like, even her co-workers, like, even Simon and Rob, who are, like, pretty much her best friends, are, like, a, no one really seems to take her seriously. And then finally, 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 here it is. The big twist comes about Rob and Mac, like, you know, she finally gets her answer, and so does he. <laughs> uh, it's finally revealed what happened in, like, Holy moly. Like, when the producers of this show wanted to create this story from a woman's perspective, they weren't kidding. Like, hearing about how women make terrible decisions and are selfish pricks is is different for me. At least for me. I don't know about anyone else. Uh, maybe I just don't get out as much. <laughs> uh, usually women are either the virgin or the whore. And in some cases, the villain with no redeemable qualities or an overbearing maternal figure. 
Rob is a combination of all of that. And so was Simon. So was Sharice. Uh, they are human. And this is their realities. It's a mess. It's complicated. It's chaotic. It's not wrapped up in a pretty bow where everything seems to work out in the end. It's more of a, uh, I should say, like a to-be-continued, like it's open-ended, it's an open-ended story that can branch off in many unexpected, you know, twists and turns and curves and dead ends. It's just, it's scary, but that's what life is all about, really. If you don't really take the risk or to go for it, that's probably worse than the, the, uh, the downfall of um, making that decision or taking that risk. But then you also have to think of the height of that risk and how far you can go if you if you take it. Like it, it's better to take that risk and to make a fool of yourself and to to take that L and to um, to push through that awkward situation rather than to not deal with it or experience it at all. So yeah, that's um. The High Fidelity Hulu series, season one. That's pretty much it for right now. Um, I didn't want to give too much information. I didn't want to spoil it for anybody. I really want others to watch this show because I, I really, really, I really, really enjoyed it. Like I'm excited for the next season. I'm excited what it's going to bring if there's a next season. That's all. Um, that's all. Cross our fingers and hope for the best. But I'm definitely watching this season again, which I really don't do. I really don't watch shows over again. But I really want to see this again. I want to spot more um, Easter eggs that I kind of missed the first time around. I kind of just want to, you know, start digging more and more into it because I'm starting to relate more to it. Like, I related to Dollface too, as far as with Jules and how hard it is for her to kind of, like, come out of her comfort zone. Whereas with Rob, it, it it's more of... Um, I don't know how to how to put Rob. Like I said, she's a mess and she's complicated. I think it's more of um, what Simon says in the beginning when Rob recaps their initial relationship and like how they met. It's um, what did he say? He said um, it's not who you are; it's what you like. Like you shouldn't look for how compatible you are as far as likes with someone else. It's more of, it's like you shouldn't be looking for another you. It should be what you like. Like a lot of Rob's exes were similar to her. Like they were into music like her. Um, I guess they hung around the same social circles as her. Um, a lot of them were asses <laughs> like she, like she was, you know, and there's a guy in the show, his name's Claude, and he's like the polar opposite of her, but they work. They work, and I don't want to give too much about that either. I say just just, just watch it, and you know, if you want to give your own opinion, if you want to tell me what you thought about it, you know, compare the movie, compare the book, compare all three, uh, I'm, I'm here for it. You know, my email will be available um, it's going to be up on all my socials. So again, this was um, a review of season one of the High Fidelity Hulu series, which is uh, a reboot of the movie adaptation of 
of High Fidelity, which was an adaptation of the book High Fidelity by Nick Hornby. So again, this is Chaos Garner, and you have been listening to the Solo Nerd Board Podcast. Thank you.